2: Or like go into next year and stink. Like, do you think there'll be uh, what? You think there'll be buzz generated around the trade deadline around Giannis Antetokounmpo?
3: Maybe. I d- I don't expect the Bucks to stink though. They're, they still got about. They've got another year from that group. They're Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. They've. They're I mean, certainly on you. the I'm downturn, just saying if
2: there is that uh, maybe. Like, th- that that, that it, it far maybe, out opportunity that the I, Bucks do stink and he wants to get out of there. If you're the a Bucks early. though,
3: I would. You're kind of looking at it as we can. I think we can squeeze out at least another full year of Giannis and the whatever deals would be available for him now would be available at the deadline next year during the off season.
2: But of those five, Pelicans, Raptors, Nets, Knicks, Warriors, Knicks seem to be a It the top makes of the list. most
3: sense. I under the Nets one is interesting because of the group of guys that they have there right now, but Again, it would come down to can they pay everybody because they just gave those contracts to Cam Johnson to yeah, Mikael Bridges. Like also- you add Giannis to that group, though, it gets interesting. That's an interesting group with Giannis, Andrew DeCumpo. You got Nick Claxton there. You've it, it, it's with, very it, but, it's with, not dissimilar with, from what the Bucks have.
2: With anybody like with anybody who wants to sign that big deal to go to the Nets, and I think you know you can talk about Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, the whole thing. Like you're you're just playing second fiddle in that city, and that fan base doesn't really latch on to you. It's just not. I don't know. Like, is it really appetizing to be an, a, a Brooklyn
3: net? Is it? it, it to me, it well, doesn't seem that it way. It could be if you're a guy like Giannis who likes to kind of stay out of the spotlight a little bit. Going to the Knicks is well, a you the same, become the number well, one storyline. But, but no matter where Giannis is, he's going to be in
2: the spotlight. Sure. Like I, I don't know. I'd want a good run franchise. Or well, next, well, right. we next that's that's,
3: that's that's a good point. You can't talk that's about next when you're coming to that. out of it. Yeah.
2: But like I again, like I would be with a you know I'd want to be with a franchise that may have some history around it
3: and. I mean, if you're doing the, a spot to if win. you're doing the best run, and who could pay me too? the Raptors? I, I actually the Raptors one's interesting because they also have the guys to pull off that trade. Yeah. They've got the assets. Well, but they've
2: been sitting. On these, how long are they going to sit on Ogn and Obi until he dies? <laughs> That's going to be a, we should be, we're a while off from that, Connor. What is he, 20?
3: How sweet it is to be loved.
2: Jeff Calkins is columnist of the Daily Memphian, also host of the Jeff Calkins Show from 9 to 11 right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. He's on X at Jeff underscore Calkins. Jeff, how's it going?
0: Good, although I'm, I'm concerned. I didn't know I, I'm down here, you know, on the, on the coast. So, and uh, I'm not as plugged in as I normally would be. What manner of disrespect has been tossed to the Grizzlies direction?
2: Uh, I mean, a lot quite frankly, a lot, there's three separate occasions. One is kind of, you know, a, a little bit down the list. It would be uh, Jalen Brown posted a picture of him and Marcus Smart and said, my brother. And then Jaron went under his p- post and said, uh, my brother now too. And Jalen said he doesn't even F with y'all. But then the, the more important ones here, we had Evan Turner on JJ Reddick's podcast saying, he was answering a question about expansion franchises and where he'd want to see an NBA franchise, and he said we should move the, the Memphis Grizzlies to Nashville. And then the other one, and I guess I'll, I'll pose this as a question. Jason Temp from Volume Sports, which is uh, Colin Coward's podcasting arm, he uh-huh. said Jalen Brunson is better than John Moran. So I guess I'll put this in a question for him. Is Jalen Brunson better than John Moran, <laughs> Jeff? What do you think?
0: No. No, he is he may be more reliable. <laughs> I mean, you know. Uh he was better for Team USA uh than John Morant. Um so listen, I I I guess
2: he was better the, for Team USA than John
0: Morant. The, he, Love he, that. He had a better year. Right? He's not better. Well, I mean, Here's the j- interesting question. I, I do think this is what's interesting is that very clearly Ja is better in the sense of he is a more gifted basketball player. He has achieved more, honestly, than Jalen Brunson. Um, the question is, though, it is interesting. Is it 100% abundantly clear to you that if every team in the league could have one or the other, that they would all take Ja Morant? Or <laughs> ja not Morant, even close. Well, let me ask the question. Let okay. me ask the question. Yeah. Or has Ja's off-the-court stuff, Sufficiently raise questions about his reliability that some might pick Jalen Bunsen.
2: If I'm talking about the future of my franchise and where I want it to head and who who gives me the best chance to raise my viability in, in being an NBA Finals team and winning a championship, it's John Moran. Thirty out of he 30. has a
0: dramatically higher ceiling. There is no question, and he is a more gifted player. Has he's he raised questions? His, sure, but it's you an incomplete. A lot of good if he's not playing. Right? He does in the in the end. And if he's suspended, and it was interesting to me. Listen, it's very clear. John Morant's a better player than than Jalen Brunson and has a higher ceiling than Jalen Brunson. I do think it's impossible to ignore that there are real questions now about John Moran going forward, and it's, it's only fair to ask them. It's not fair to say that Jalen's a better basketball player, but in the end, you do have to be available. And it was fascinating to me. To read Drew Hill is you know obviously we're bearing down on on, on media day, and uh, and the return of the Grizzlies, and so he was looking back at last year's media day, and uh, some of the, the, literally the whole media day it feels like could have been Cold Takes exposed <laughs> like it was it was Danny Green it was the Grizzlies and Danny Green saying he wanted to be here all year right so he was going to be here all year so that was one it was Dylan Brooks talking about how he's just going to you know guard and play efficiently. No, that was, that was number He guarded. Two. I'll give him that. And then it was the most sort of striking quotes, because it's hard to remember where we were at this time last year. The most striking quotes were from Ja about how the accusations that he parties too much, because evidently by last year they were already flying around on media day, are overblown. And he says, uh, you know, if you look at the quotes over at Drew's piece, it was, you know, I'm going to have fun. And, but the thing about it is people don't realize that I get home at 4 a.m., but then I'm in the gym again at 6 or something. Those the quotes like that. But yeah. like, I'm going to party and I'm going to have fun. And then people, they, and they, they don't see the other side of it. They don't see how I'm working so hard, whatever else. So it was, it's just interesting knowing what we know, knowing the disaster that unfolded that, um, A, we were already to a place where people were rolling their eyebrow, you know, roll, raising their eyebrows about, about how much I partied. But it is funny, like even when, when, in his defense, what he said was, I can be out till 4 a.m. and then I'm at the gym at 6 a.m. And the truth of the matter is, you can occasionally, if you are an NBA athlete, be out till 4 a.m., but it doesn't matter who you are. If you are an NBA athlete consistently out till 4 a.m., it's not helping your career. And Correct. so I'm just going to be very interested into whether we get a different job. And, I, yes, I take job 100 times over 100, but I, I do think there are questions about job, and and and, and that's very clear.
2: Yeah, but he, the main point uh, Jason Tempf made was about playoff playoff success, and he said, well, you know, John that's Moran only beat the Timberwolves and then lost to these veteran-laden teams. Jalen Brunson won one series and then got bad. beat by a, what, veteran-laden team. If that's your only point of emphasis, I don't know if that's a point much at all.
0: That's stupid. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Right? I mean, yes. and, and,
0: and, and not only that, like, John was incandescent in games. You know, and he has been – he has had unbelievable – he's been instrumental to uh, playoff victories, and so – uh, yeah. I mean, the best jaw is a jaw at his best is a top 10, 15 player in the league. I mean, he's not top five player in the league, but jaw's best is a top 10, 15 player. In the league. And that is not true of Jalen Brunson. They're in different territory. And the truth of the matter is in this league where if it's about winning titles and about how high your ceiling is, jaw is the kind of player that can, that can get you there. And Jalen Brunson really, I honestly is not in the same league, but um but yeah it's it's a it's an interesting it's an interest it, well i'll say this it's interesting that people are even saying that yes. right and i think maybe maybe the whole thing is uh should be it, not to the grizzly i i i i think the whole fuel to the fire is a little bit overrated, but it's interesting that we have come fallen so that they have fallen so far so fast that People are routinely now throwing dirt on them, and I think we're going to see a lot of that. Like people mock the Grizzlies now; it's just true. Yeah. They mock them for having talked. A lot of it was Dylan related, and Dylan's gone. But they have to earn the respect back of the league. I think that's true.
2: And it's okay to be in a in a less being less national stories, right? Do it. Do it from the dark, like Josh says. I. I, I like the thought process behind that. Now uh, let's address the other thing. Evan Turner too says the. He gri- he
0: did, it is too bad he did not remain in the dark, isn't it? Like it yeah. is
2: like it is
0: like do it in the dark. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Go ahead. What's the,
2: next? The, the Evan Evan Turner says Grizzlies should go from Memphis to Nashville. The only listen. I understand, and I. If I fully acknowledge. If you're not in Memphis and you go to Seattle or, you know, a, a bigger market, you could raise the valuation of this franchise as a whole. But I do find it strange that that is being raised right this second. When I feel like the Grizzlies in a lot of ways, you know, John Morant's had his issues, but I feel like this is a golden age of Memphis Grizzlies basketball. Like they're more on the national scale. The, the fans are latching on. Season tickets are selling. Uh, whereas like in the past, Memphis basketball sort of ran the town. I feel like we, we have transitioned and grown to where, at this current moment, th- this is the strangest time in Memphis Grizzlies history to bring up them relocating, in my opinion, in my estimation. Well, the the, the only
0: – I mean, I, I, it, what if, who cares what one person says, right? I mean, like, A, who cares if one agree. person says. Agree. I agree we, with we that. Have been, we have the, the, I guess – it was stranger to talk about relocating after year one, two, three, four, five, because they were locked into a 30-year lease, at least now, if you're being realistic about it. Now, there is a lease that ends in 2029, and so we are closer to the end of the lease. And so in that way, it is, in fact, more realistic that they would relocate now than it ever has been, just because we're approaching the end of the lease. But they're not, like, here's the truth. And, and and i i'm so sick of the arena talk that i don't want to really get into it but one of the things that i think people should understand is if the grizzlies really wanted to leave they could they would have handled this completely differently for example just 2 years ago i think it was now uh, when there was this shortfall provision in the lease that said, listen, if you don't sell so many season tickets, if you don't like, and, and, and there was this shortfall provision in the lease that allowed the Grizzlies to exercise it as an out clause. They could have, two years ago, exercised the out clause and tried to get the hell out of here. Um, they didn't. They rewrote the lease, and so they reached a different agreement. They, they rewrote the old lease, uh, reached a, a different agreement in the city, because here's the truth they have no intention of leaving. And I don't really think the league has any intention of having them leave. Now, if they get sufficiently pissed off by the negotiations with the city (laughs) and the Tigers and all of that, like, I don't rule it out completely, but they have no intention of leaving. So you can get irritated at Evan Turner, who's basically just taking a shot at Memphis saying, listen, I'd rather than be in Nashville because I like visiting Nashville more. Um, You know, that's just the way it's going to go. Like, literally, I looked at a poll today. NHL players are reporting this week. I'm not sure not you're that plugged into that, but NHL Mm -hmm. players are reporting this week. And there was a poll over the Athletic about what road team, like, what visit do you like the least? And Winnipeg was one. And my fair city of Buffalo, New York, was two. Mm. And that hurts my heart. It, (laughs) It hurts my heart. But you have to realize at some point if you are Memphis, if you are Buffalo, New York, you're not going to – you're not. You're not one of the glamour places. Nashville is one of the glamour, glamour places. Uh, so one swipe by one NBA player, I
2: don't – Doesn't move the needle. I, I, I know I that. Don't really,
0: I, I don't really – yes. I don't really care about it. The, the the Marcus Smart thing, that just seems like it was good fun, wasn't it? Yep. Like, wasn't that I guess good so.
2: Fun? I guess so, yeah. But I'm glad you're getting fired
0: up. You're very clearly. Uh, How about it? Yeah. You Let's do it. John, man. You're looking for reasons to, Let's to have a chip on your shoulder. I mean,
2: <laughs> to be fair, there was a lot out there today.
0: <laughs> right. So, Between the three of them, all in, three things.
3: An interesting tweet from Evan Turner just happened. Uh, Bryce Hayes, oh. who's, a, who's a friend of the program, a yes. friend of ours, he tweeted at Evan Turner, and Evan Turner responded, I tweet. Yes. At, <laughs> yes. at, essentially being okay. like, I messed up. Yeah, I messed up. I messed that was up. That stupid.
2: Okay. So, there we go. All, let bygones be bygones. He's a, he's a, he, he said, I tweet? I, I tweet. I tweet. Yes, I tweaked. Are you familiar with the, with the uh, term, I tweaked? Tweaked. Oh, I tweaked. Yeah, I tweaked. I tweaked. Oh, tweaked. Tweaked, I tweaked. yeah. Yes. Okay, that's fine. I'm familiar. Yeah, I fudged fine. up.
3: I screwed up. He messed up. Yes. Okay,
0: well, uh, that's good. We there. backed him in the yes. report. Back he's back down. Uh, yes, that's great. And uh, so that's all right. None of these strike me as – I don't think it's anything and, that we should go to war over. Yes, you
2: and, know? and also, to your point about uh, the Grizzlies operating like they're not going to leave – I have dealt with it with the St. Louis Rams. I've seen it with Oakland and right. the A's. Usually, they tank before they leave town. Usually, they they try to put out the worst possible the worst product, product ever right. so no, they can, can say on me. the back end, oh, we don't have fan engagement. Our team stinks. Exactly we right. haven't been producing. The Grizzlies are not operating that way at all. They're That's aggressive. You're
0: 100% right. I, my early experience with that was my beloved Buffalo Braves. Um They were a good team once upon a time. Ernie DiGregorio, Randy Smith, Bob McAdoo, good team. And then they did two things. One, they traded the number two pick in the draft for Swen Nader. That became Marcus Johnson, who I believe Marcus Johnson went on to be a Hall of Famer, I think. Uh, And then two, they literally freaking sold Bob McAdoo to the New York Knicks. And then they stunk and then no one went to games and then you they and then they leave you're exactly right that is the playbook part of the playbook is to do that and that's not at all what they're doing in terms of disrespect though like people have been taking shots at memphis ever since they came into the league i mean it was right. very famously uh phil jackson who said he came to memphis and he said And it is a very erudite comment, very erudite impulse, insult. He said Memphis looked like Dresden after the war. That's what he said. He said downtown Memphis looks like Dresden after the war. So basically (laughs) bombed out Germany is what he compared Memphis to. And so if you live here, you just have to suck it up and take it. And realize that the truth of the matter is, I would not trade living in Memphis for living in uh, Los Angeles, uh, for a substantial amount of money, so they can have LA, and I'll have my uh, I'll have my nice life in Memphis, Tennessee.
2: Thank you. Um, talking with Jeff Calkins on X at Jeff underscore Calkins. Memphis at Mizzou. We talked about it. We know that I, I I thought it was interesting, Ryan. They 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 traveled today and they're going to Top Golf. I think they're at Top Golf as we speak. About five minutes from my childhood home, but that's a it's a side story there. I, what is the to you? Because obviously it's not a conference game, and if they lose this game, it doesn't really do anything in the grand scheme of what they can still accomplish from a conference standpoint. How, how important is this game, though, to you? How important is this for Ryan and for this team in this particular season? Well, it's an interesting way you look at
0: it, because... Obviously, the, it, 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 you don't criticize them if they lose. You know, if they lose this game essentially on the road to a Mizzou team that just beat Kansas State. Yeah, I mean, they just don't. They. they, they and by the way, the last time they traveled to Mizzou with Mike Norvell as head coach, they
2: got dumb. Demot- Trounced. I was there. Yep. Were you playing in that game? I did not play in that game, but I was. I was in the he stands. Was a tight end from Missouri who caught like seventy-two passes. It was like he was a. He was was Albert? It was man, Albert O. Albert O. Oh,
0: that, that guy. Yeah, yeah,
2: I don't know how to say his last went name.
0: Nuts, and it was, and so there's no, there's no, uh, you know, there's no disgrace in losing this game. The problem is, is that when you have put the program in a position where there is a certain amount of uh, of uh, uh, you know, a lack of enthusiasm just broadly for the program. When you have twenty five thousand or whatever, twenty three thousand for a national TV, those opportunities that you have then become more important, right? Like it's 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 you know when you have to when you have to shock the patient back to life, right? A, a little bit like these opportunities it, it are more important, and so. If you're gonna have a special year, this is one you have to win. But, mm-hmm. but I'm not. No one's gonna rip him for losing this game, you know. And and so I don't know. Like, how how do you quantify that? It's an important opportunity. It's an incredible opportunity. But it's also not. You can't say it's a must win. Like, can you? That's not no. fair.
2: No, I but I. If, if we're talking about fan base latching back onto this program and getting, on, getting the fan base Ooh. on Ryan's good side, yes, I think there's a tremendous amount of importance to, to it winning is this. It's very important, but you can't, like, it, it's, I
0: don't know. Like, I, I'm trying to come up with the right metaphor for it, right? Like, um,
5: I don't know. I- Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
0: It, it, it's it's an incredible opportunity. It's yeah. an, and the way it is broken makes it even more of an opportunity. Um, it, 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 to say it's a free shot, though, like everyone's like, I, I, think, I think
2: I think there's some truth to that. Well, some truth.
0: But, but what you're saying is is that a free shot implied there's literally no downside to losing, whereas. You, you you seem to be saying that so, some it's really important it's really it's so important that they win this that it's not really a free shot you know what i mean like so much could happen if you won this that that to call it a free shot is not quite right like it's a little it's a, it, it's a little more important than a free shot right because yeah. there is
2: it, it, you're not if you are a program that's just not not for this particular team and players, though, is where I'm getting at. This particular team and players, it's it, it to me, it's a free shot for the for the coaching staff and for this fan base. Maybe they don't it's view it through that shot. same lens. But I, I, you know, but as a player, if I'm putting myself in those shoes, it feels like I mean, everything's still ahead of you if you lose the damn game. Like you're, right. you can still go beat Tulane, beat Boise you know really State, hate? handle you know yourself. What I
0: really hate? I hate well, – one of the expressions I hate more than any other is all our goals are still in front of them. That's a loser's lament. That's right there. All our lo- – But you're big
2: matters. on loser <laughs> mentality, Jeff.
0: Come on. Well, the truth matters, they're not still in front of you. You're no longer a Peach, ball ca- peach Bowl candidate. It's yeah. the idea that, like, nothing's changed. Yes. You know what's a free shot? What do you mean you're no longer? It feels like – it feels like what – you're not going to get to the Peach Bowl if you, if you, if you lose to if you Well, but
2: here's the thing. If you won the
0: rest of your game, sure, you'd be in there. Sure, you'd in that conversation. Probably not. going to go. You, you need a – in addition to, being, to winning the conference, you need some signature win along the way, it feels like to me, to get that. Tulane could shot. help. When Tulane could help. When Tulane beat Ole Miss – I mean, they didn't beat – when they played Ole Miss earlier this year, for Willie Fritz, that was a free shot, right? He's got the program rolling. Beat USC. Oh, people already like him, no matter what. You can't, if, if they don't beat Ole Miss, you're not going to say, well, really, Fritz isn't, gonna get it, isn't getting it done. He had to do that in order to do something special. He's already done something remarkable with the program. And so to play Ole Miss was a free shot. That is. This is not. This is, This is. is more complicated than a free shot for Ryan Silverfield for that reason. Does that yeah.
2: make sense? Yeah, no, I get it. I understand. But I'll say this. Sitting here on a Thursday, all their goals are attainable. All their goals are in front of them. Damn yeah, right. That's true. Well, Jeff, you enjoy the rest of your day. We'll talk to you See tomorrow. Yes, sir. That's Jeff Calkins on X at Jeff underscore Calkins. Um, you can follow all his work at the Daily Memphian. He's a columnist there And all of his radio work, 9 to 11, right here with the Jeff Calkins Show on 92.9 FM FM. E-S-P-N. Now, when you think of engagement rings, wedding bands, or diamonds, think Robert Irwin Jewelers. Ring design is the number one thing that women care about and why all the Robert Irwin Jewelers rings are fully customizable. You have to get this thing right. If you're going to start a relationship, a marriage on the right foot, an engagement on the right foot, you need the right ring. And if you have an idea, if you have a picture, you can make this thing fully customizable for yourself. I mean, if you're artistic, you can bring a drawing to the people at Robert Irwin Jewelers, and they'll make that ring come to Life, and if you're not that artistic, you can pick a ring, show up to one of their five locations, including one on Perkins Extended, and you can pick a ring all by yourself. You choose the center stone, cut clarity, shape, size, you pick the setting, they'll help you if you need it, and they will make that ring for your special someone that no one else has or has even ever tried on. It was designed totally by you for them. It always means more when you take the time to do something special. and There's no pressure with that meant to be guarantee from Robert Irwin Jewelers. You can buy that loose diamond custom-made engagement ring at Robert Irwin Jewelers and you have 365 days to return. I understand that not all of these engagements go according to plan. If she backs out, guess what? You can bring it back and you can get a full refund. If she doesn't like the ring, you can bring it back and you can exchange it, find something else that she does like. Robert Irwin Jewelers has been doing this in Memphis for 42 years. We're going on 43 years. Howie and his family have always provided different and more relaxed ways to buy fine jewelry, jewelry with less pressure and more options at much better prices. Uh, Robert Irwin Jewelers always has something you'll be proud to give no matter what your budget is, and they make you look good and help you show how much you care. You can get bigger, brighter diamonds with zero down and up to 60 months to pay, and there's a lot of different things that can bring you to Robert Irwin Jewelers. So whether it's birthday, anniversary, congratulations, I love you, I'm sorry, Merry Christmas dog's birthday, whatever it is, $250 to $250,000. Robert Irwin Jewelers has something for every single budget for you. Five Memphis area locations, including the OG on Perkins Extended, or you can go online at rijewelers.com. Bigger, brighter diamonds, Robert Irwin Jewelers. Time to take a trip around the National Football League, and it's unfortunate for our Cowboys fans in the audience. I have some bad news to deliver. That's on the other side, 92.9 FM ESPN.
4: Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to The Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 929 FM ESPN.
2: Back in on The Gabe Kuhn Show, and at this time every day, we take a trip around the National Football League, brought to you by Long Shots.
4: The Chicago Bears.
2: Bears, are you okay? Are you okay? It has been just a a series of unfortunate events in the last 24 to 36 hours for the Bears. We have Justin Fields stepping up to the podium, talking about uh, coaching being the reason he's playing so robotic and why he has a 22.2 QBR through two games this season. But the biggest issue here, outside of that, Allen Williams, their defensive coordinator in Chicago, has stepped away from the team. He put out a statement we talked about it yesterday. Brian Poles, the GM has discussed it. He talked to the media. He said, I don't have many details to add here. Hallis Hall being raided is completely false. Don't know where that came from. We've worked with Kevin Warren and George McCaskey and all our re- leadership to make sure we're handling it the right way and everything concluded yesterday. So there's still we still don't have full details on it. Pat McAfee, though, did step up on his show on ESPN this morning and said that he has confirmed that the FBI did raid Allen Williams, again, the defense coordinator for the Bears, House we don't have full details, but damn, if you have an FBI rating, if you have the FBI rating in your house, it cannot be good. It cannot be good. Bears are in a world of hurt. They're the worst team in football through two weeks, and this just adds to the dumpster fire that we're seeing in Chicago.
4: The Baltimore Ravens.
2: Eight players absent from Wednesday's practice yesterday. <laughs> good God. Already, Odell Beckham Jr., Justice Hill, one of their running backs, Odafe Owe, who's the starting outside linebacker. Jadavion Clowney, who's the starting outside linebacker. Ronnie Stanley, their offensive tackle. Tyler Linderbaum, their starting center. Marlon Humphrey, their starting corner. And their starting safety, Marcus Williams. I love the Ravens. I think they're good. I think Lamar Jackson is a good throw of the football. I like what I've seen from that offense so far. But this injury bug, the last two years, begs the question, what the hell is going on at practice day-to-day with these, with these guys? How much hitting are they doing? Is camp too much? I really have questions. They have had injury after injury. I mean, think about that running back room last year. I mean, you got down, uh, Gus Edwards was hurt. J.K. Dobbins was hurt for the year. You just kept going down that list. They had to bring in, you know, Latavius Murray and all these different guys. They have an issue with injuries in Baltimore, and it's not stopping anytime soon.
4: The Carolina Panthers.
2: This is kind of sad for me because I was one during the NFL draft process that tried to throw out there, you know, Bryce Young's a slight build. I'm not worried about him. I'm worried about him. He's going to miss this week. We'll start for the Panthers. And sure, Andy Dalton can fill in fine and whatever. It is what it is. They don't have wide receivers anyway. Adam Thielen's the best they got, and he runs like a 5'2 40". But Bryce Young, with an ankle, is going to miss a game three games into his NFL career. Now, he doesn't have a good old line. He gets hit a fair amount. But I, I watching that game the other night, Seeing him just sort of get shoved to the ground, the fact that he already has these bumps and bruises, maybe he is a little too slight. I'm not going to completely draw a conclusion that he's not going to last in the NFL because injury, the injury bug's going to catch up to him. I think he is more than talented to find ways around that. But it is something he's going to have to deal with throughout his career. And the fact that we're three games into his career and he's already missing a Sunday, that's that's frustrating.
4: The Cincinnati Bengals.
2: Um, Joe Burrow still not practicing fully. Uh... He's got a day-to-day designation for Monday night versus the Rams, but this is this is as bad as it could be to start the year, right, for the Bengals? Like, there's no—I I couldn't imagine a worse scenario. Now they have putzed around the past two years and they've been in the AFC Championship. They've putzed around the beginning of the, first, the beginning of the season and they've had their issues. But they're 0-2. They can't get Jamar Chase involved. Their defense has not stepped up to the plate. Now Joe, Joe Burrow clearly has a calf issue that's sticking with him. And he might miss this this week. And I mean, behind him is Jake Browning, who has never completed an NFL pass. I mean, they got to figure something out. Hopefully, Joe Burrow can stay healthy, and they can find ways to keep him upright in the pocket. That old line's not been good enough. But this is this is about as bad of a start for the Cincinnati Bengals as you could have imagined.
4: The Dallas Cowboys.
2: Gosh, I hate delivering this news. I really do. I really, really do. But Trayvon Diggs. Five years, $97 million extension signed before the year. All pro corner. Led the league in interceptions two years ago. He's out. And the reason he's out, not good. He won't play for the rest of the year. Torn ACL. And I think, you know, when you hear about practice injuries in the middle of the season, or at least in the early part of the season, you wonder, you know, how did he get hurt? You should be limiting hitting you know, you should be limiting him running like there's a lot. They get into these physical matchups and you don't want to, you, know, you want to take a little bit off their body during the week. Trayvon Diggs did it, Connor, reportedly in and one-on-ones. In and one-on-ones. And Ben DiNucci, I believe, who was a backup quarterback for them for some years, went on to Twitter and he said, I always wondered why we did one-on-ones during the season. But to lose an all-pro corner, who's on the other side of Stephon Gilmore, they look really good through two games. To lose him for the year, you lose a lot on that defense. Now you're going to have to dig deep into that secondary, find some depth, and I don't know if you necessarily have it. Trayvon Diggs is one of the best in the game, and that stinks for the Cowboys. That's brutal. There's no other way to put it. Feel for him. I really do. But that will conclude our trip around the National Football League, brought to you by... Long shots, it's time for small talk. And uh, Mad Dog Russo was on first take yesterday, and he explained what his uh, Saturday college football viewing would be like. And you know what? I find it very relatable. Maybe I have been too hard on Mad Dog Russo throughout the years. I'll explain why next, 92.9 FM ESPN.
4: Here on 92.9, we talk ball every weekday from 4 till 7 p.m. Except right now. It's time for Big Man Small Talk on 92.9's Gabe Kuhn Show. And Small Talk is presented by the Memphis Touchdown
2: Club you want to get to any part of the uh, eight-part speaker series, which has been underway for a while, every single Monday at Hilton Memphis, go to MemphisTDclub.com. Tickets, information, you'll find all there. Now, before we get into uh, Mad Dog Russo and his plans for the weekend, I do have to ask, I think there is some positivity on the actors and writers' strike. I know you've been following it very closely, Connor.
3: Yeah, we have a, a little bit of hope. Yesterday, a joint statement came out from the WGA and the AMPTP, um, that confirmed that they did meet yesterday and they are meeting today with hopes to come to an agreement. Now, I, I, I would say pe- I do want to caution people, though, because now reports are coming out today that they are they, they are close to a deal is apparently what's going on. That is from CN. Uh, I, th- I think it's from CNBC. And the problem with that is the AMPTP has been leaking things like this throughout this process to try to show that they are closer to a deal than they actually are. So I would caution people in believing that because I'm going to wait to hear from the Writers Guild and the Actors Guild before I believe anything about them being close to a deal right. because the studios are going to Posturing. try to frame it as if the writers and the actors are the people that are walking away, when in reality, all we are waiting on is the studios to agree to the, to the ass of the writers and the actors. I'm not they're not even really demands. They're just asked to be pay, paid a fair wage and to have protections against AI among other things. So, that's what we're waiting on. I, I this is the closest we have been to a deal since this all began. Now, the bad news is is there are reports saying that if they can't come to a, an agreement with these meetings, it's going to last at least through the end of the year. Oh god. So, I really crossed, hope please fingers I crossed. I have cautious optimism. The early 2024 if they don't come to a,
2: a meeting or if they don't come to a, a settlement right now, it's just going to be brutal.
3: Yes. Brutal. It, 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 it would be brutal.
2: It'll be just to bear. It'll be a wasteland. But I will say the amount of posturing from the billionaire side, from the studio side, it, it's always frustrating. It's it's extremely are going they're, going, they're going to posture and act like, oh, well, the... The actors and writers were not willing to talk, but when in reality, they probably will shortchange them and try to get over on them in that moment. I, I just fingers crossed they can come to a resolution. But they've been meeting for two two days. It'll be their second day in a row meeting. Yeah, just
3: CNBC isn't the source that I trust it, unless it comes directly from the WGA. I'm not really believing much.
2: And the studios can. Uh, by the way, speaking of posturing, they can they can do a lot in the way of PR. Like they. Yeah. They, <laughs> They have media arms that can uh, push out whatever story they want to push out. Yes, they do. Yes, so that's frustrating. Now, Mad Dog Russo was on first take yesterday, and uh, you know they were about to say goodbye, say their goodbyes from all the hot takes that were spitting out uh, between him, Stephen A. and Marcus Spears. I like Marcus Spears, so I'm not going. He's not a hot take artist, but he is. He's a good take artist. But um, Mad Dog was asked by Stephen A to bring to air what he talked about before the show, what his college football Saturday was going to look like. And I'm not going to play the sound because he took about two minutes to explain it, but Marcus Spears went nuts throughout the whole process. That was the best part. But what Mad Dog Russo said, he says, I'm going to get a run-in, take the two dogs, Bo and Riley, for a walk. About 12 o'clock, once I get back from said walk, I'm going to make an early cocktail and cut a gummy in half. (laughs) He he said he's going to take half the gummy and then watch a game then at 325, before he, uh, before he really intakes the Colorado and Oregon game, he's going to be in T-shirt and shorts and have the other half of the gummy and bet 10 dimes on Dion in Colorado. One, I heard Mike Greenberg say this earlier today. It's like learning that your your parent or your grand, your grandparent smokes pot. Like, that's really what it, that's what it comes down to. But you know what? In all reality – Relatable Saturday from a cocktail standpoint, cutting up half a gummy. Shout out, shout out to Mad Dog Russo. Maybe I've been a little unfair. Maybe well, he does say a lot of ridiculous things. That's a relatable college football Saturday, sitting on your behind and and uh, and uh, drinking, hanging out.
3: Good for him. Oh yeah, it's extremely relatable. It's uh, I also enjoyed that he included that it, it should be a rainy day and that that goes into it. I'm a big fan of rainy days. Honestly, it sounds like a great day minus the run. I'm not doing the run. Otherwise. Sounds like a perfect college football Saturday.
2: Bet bet ten dimes on Colorado. Yeah, I can't do that either. Yeah, maybe ten cents. I'll say this: um, I think he needs to be careful with betting ten dimes on Colorado. (laughs) Oh, that's 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 a scary bet for me this week. And I'm sorry, Connor, but at the same time, sort of (laughs) drinking, taking a gummy, betting ten dimes on Colorado. That's a nice degenerate college football Saturday. It's pretty great.
3: How about it? I think he can afford probably ten dimes too. You know. When, when yeah, we say ten dimes, we can. mean ten literal dimes. <laughs> whenever when, I'm in the tax bracket, whenever I say the word dimes, I mean actual dimes.
2: <laughs> ten thousand dollars on Colorado plus twenty one. I mean, he could. If just, I was gonna bet ten grand, I'm not gonna go plus that many points. I'm sorry. That does he have Zell?
3: He me. can just send that straight to me.
2: Yeah. I mean he's made a lot of money in his career. He, has. he can he can afford it, but that is a that is a crazy bet. Crazy bet. And I also want to see what he is he looks like under the
3: influence of said gummies. I bet he says some wild stuff. Yeah, I just, you know.
2: Have you ever learned a older family member was a was a gummy user that used gummies that, that liked the THC? Sure. Have I'll, you, I'll you, leave you've it. You've learned at that. it? Sure? Sure.
3: Okay. Same I'll leave here. It. I'll leave it Same at that. Here. I got to protect identity. You know
2: what quite frankly, they're usually the coolest. They're usually the coolest you hang around with.
3: Oh yeah, I'll tell you that. Responsible, bro. responsible use, of course. But yeah, they uh, make make movies better and food <laughs> food better, music better. <laughs> yeah. They just enhance the overall.
2: Well, we have what Delta things. Eight, Delta Nine that is legal in the state of Tennessee, right? It is, yeah, it yeah. is,
3: it certainly is.
2: I've never delved in that in, in that Delta Eight, Delta
3: Nine. Do you have any
2: experience, Connor?
3: <laughs> what <laughs> are you willing doing? To <laughs> What are you doing here, Gabe? Listen, Gabe, I have watched movies a lot, all right? That's all you, you. need okay, to know. Okay, that's all I need to know. I like being that's in a dark room with a movie on. That's Rock all you on. need to know. Rock that's all on. you need
2: to know. I hear you, but that'll do it for Small Talk. We have one hour left in the show, and I plan to use it very wisely. Starting up uh, that that third hour, we're going to bring on Ryan Horvath, BetMGM Tonight, uh, podcast host, and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. We're going to get you some bets for tonight through the weekend. That's next, 92.9 FM ESPN.
4: WMFS-FM and HD1-Bortlet. WMFS-Memphis, celebrating a legacy of sports as the flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers talk. Always live on the Odyssey app and on smart speakers, say Play 92.9 ESPN. Kelly Blue Book is the one-stop shop for pricing, fixing, selling, and instant cash offering.
3: Instant cash offer is exactly what it sounds like. An official offer to buy or trade your car. Just enter your VIN or license plate. Answer a few questions about your car's history and what kind of condition it's in. In minutes, you'll receive an offer to sell or trade your car that you can be sure is fair. Then choose a dealer to purchase your car and schedule a time to meet. For all of the it's, (laughs) KBB.com. This is a paid advertisement for legal services.
1: Have you or anyone you know used a drug named Ozempic or wigovi to treat diabetes or help aid in weight loss? These drugs have been linked to severe side effects such as stomach paralysis, persistent vomiting, and constant nausea. Do you or anyone you know have any severe side effects after taking one of these drugs? If so, do not delay. You may be entitled to compensation. Call 800-555-6666. Morgan & Morgan, America's largest injury law firm. Do not stop taking a prescribed medication without first consulting a physician. Visit ForThePeople.com or an office near you. Join us, Jason and John, at the grand opening of the newest Tops Barbecue this Tuesday from 4:30 to 6:30. We'll be ringing up most every regular menu item at 92.9 cents. 7960 Cordova Road. Thursday, September 21st, don't miss the Jack Daniels Tasting and Dinner with master distiller Chris Fletcher at the Peabody Hotel.
0: It's the first installment of the Peabody's new Spirit Series Dining and Drinking Events. You'll enjoy a four-course fine dining experience in Chef Philippe. The chef-created menu incorporates Tennessee rye, bonded, honey, and apple into the dishes. You'll taste the private label Peabody Select Single Barrel along with Lynchburg Distillery's newest and rarest Bond whiskeys and ryes. The Jack Daniels Tasting and Dinner at the Peabody, September 21st. Visit PeabodyMemphis.com.
3: It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. LiftMaster's MyQ technology alerts you if you forgot to close your garage door and lets you close it from anywhere, anytime with built-in Wi-Fi. It also has battery backup, so you can get in your garage even when the power's out. is an authorized dealer of LiftMaster. LiftMaster offers a
0: range of remote controls and LiftMaster openers. Family owned and operated since 1992. Call 901-DOOR-PRO or 901-366-7776 or visit doorproinc.com.
5: Howie, when a guy and a girl come into Robert Irwin Jewelers looking for an engagement ring, why is it a different experience
3: with you guys? We know every guy and every girl have a unique and wonderful love
0: story, and their ring should be unique, too, whether it's Taking a ring right out of our showcase that's ready to wear or custom-making the engagement ring of your dreams, we've got you covered at Robert Irwin Jewelers.
3: From every budget to every style? Oh, yeah, of course. Bigger, brighter diamonds.
0: Better prices. Robert Irwin Jewelers or online at rijewelers.com.
1: It's time to go where the season takes you, and it's the season for savings at Gossett Mitsubishi on the pipe. Go for miles more with 43 MPG Highway in your 2024 Mitsubishi Mirage. 17 815 or 229 a month. 2024 Eclipse Cross eludes sleek and sporty style at $29,695 or $399 a month. Discover the new 2024 Mitsubishi Outlander SUV with third row and seven passenger seating. Now $29,885 or $449 a month. And they're all equipped with Mitsubishi's 10-year 100,000 mile powertrain limited warranty. We're ready to put you in a new ride today at Gosset Mitsubishi 1870 Covington Pike or 24-7 at MemphisMitsubishi.com
0: If you want it we got it and god
1: Four months. or RH triple O seven eighty two MSRP 18315 Eclipse RZ 1693 MSRP 30445 Outlander RCW5762 MSRP 31385 includes all rebates and incentives. P of 695 excludes tax on the lease CDL for complete details offer valid through end of the month with approved credit dealer stock only.
4: Melty grilled cheese meat bacony burger with creamy peppercorn ranch. Sonic bacon peppercorn ranch grilled cheeseburger with small fries or tots for 399 for limited time only at Sonic. Hi, I'm Henry
5: Winkler. My eyes are very important to me. My eyes connect me with things I love. I loved my late father-in-law dearly. He always lit up a room, but his vision dimmed with age. He had age-related macular degeneration, or AMD. And since partnering with the I've learned there's an advanced form of the disease called geographic atrophy, or GA. His struggle with vision loss made me want to help others know about GA's warning signs. For some, straight lines seem wavy.